بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله جاء رمضان the, the blessed month of Ramadan has come and it's the first Jumu'ah that we have in this blessed month Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen we thank and we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this blessed day and we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us to reach this blessed month for subhanallah how many people have not had this opportunity of reaching this Ramadan in the last few years or in the last year at least uh, we've lost so many of our family and friends and people from the community Wallahul Musta'an so we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for bringing us to another Jumu'ah which is our weekly Eid and it's the best day of the week Alhamdulillah and for bringing us to another Ramadan the best of all months Alhamdulillah the Muslim whenever we reach Ramadan he has to ask himself how do I maximize my benefit in this month what is this month all about and how do I make use of this month in the best possible way the ulama advise that just like with salah rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said in a hadith when you stand for salah stand as if it's your last salah as if it's the final salah that you will pray in this world before you meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is the same way that we should be with ramadan we should understand that this is potentially our last day of Ramadan it's potentially our final Ramadan that Allah Azza wa Jal blesses us with we may not live to see another Ramadan we may not live to see another day in Ramadan so like this we should understand its value and try and make as much use of it as possible firstly we know that Ramadan is the month of Siyam it's the month of fasting as Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyam kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattakun And all you who believe fasting has been prescribed upon you like it was before to those before you So fasting fasting is an act of worship And this is something that we must understand when we describe what is fasting what is the definition of fasting the first thing we need to remember is fasting is an act of worship it's an act of ibadah it's an act of servitude towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's not something that is a habit it's not a habitual act that we do during the days where we just abstain from certain things but rather that abstaining that abstaining is ibadah that keeping away from things which are halal usually would be halal our food and drink and from our spouses and so forth these are things which are halal but abstaining from it whilst fasting for the sake of Allah we have to remember this is an act of worship and therefore it must be done in the best possible way we want Allah Azza wa Jal to accept our worship and Allah Azza wa Jal says well, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says inna Allah tayyibun la yaqbalu illa tayyiban or indeed Allah is pure and he only accepts that which is pure Allah wants worship that is, that is valuable, 
that is of a high quality and that is the worship that he accepts may Allah Azza wa Jal accept from us man sama Ramadan imanan wa ihtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhanbih in the well-known hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whoever fasts the month of Ramadan out of iman notice the Prophet is putting down two conditions for our sins to be forgiven he says number one imanan they fast out of sincere faith and belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they fast for the sake of Allah to please Allah وَاحْتِسَابًا and they do this hoping for Allah's reward hoping that Allah is going to give them the best longing for what is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is the state of the fasting person ayyuhal muslimun the fasting person he fasts out of iman not because the community is fasting and he fasts hoping that every moment of tiredness and difficulty is ihtisaban he's hoping for Allah's reward for this he's hoping that Allah is going to give him the best of, of rewards for this if this is the case Rasulullah said غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ then his past sins will be forgiven in the well-known verse we quoted fasting has been prescribed for you O believers like it was for those before you Allah Azza wa Jal he said لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ that the main objective of fasting the main objective is for us to achieve at taqwa is for us to achieve the level of, of God consciousness taqwa which means to fulfill that which, which is obligatory and to stay away from that which is haram this is taqwa a person who is always fulfilling the wajibat and he abstains from haram is a person of taqwa in a very basic sense this is the person of taqwa the idea of fasting is for us to reach the level of taqwa this is why we fast this is the main objective behind fasting is to reach levels of taqwa so therefore our fasting must be a training ground where we are abstaining from things which Allah has made halal out of the month of Ramadan or out of out of the fasting times this is to train us and our nafs to abstain from that which is haram throughout the year if this is not the case then we have to ask ourselves what is the value of our fasting and this is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says مَنْ لَمْ يَدَعْ قَوْلَ زُورِ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةِ فِي أَنْ يَدَعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ whoever does not give up false speech and acting upon it Allah has no need of his giving up his food and drink because it's not about starving it's not about staying away from these things alone. It's about giving up haram, giving up evil speech, turning away from gatherings of haram. It's about giving up actions of haram. This is the intent of, of fasting. And if we can do this, we will reach levels of taqwa bi'ithnillah. If we do not do this, if, if Ramadan is the same like any other day in the year, then we are not going to reach the levels of a taqwa, wallahu musta'an. Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari radiyallahu anhu he said when you fast let your hearing your sight and tongue fast all of this must be abstaining all of our body our parts must be abstaining from that which is haram let it be abstaining from lying and sin and stop abusing servants he says be tranquil and dignified on the day of your fast 
and do not let the day you, you do not fast and the day that you fast be the same. This is an advice of a Sahabi, radiallahu anhu, that our entire body must be fasting, not just our stomach, not just our private parts. Our eyes must be fasting, our ears must be fasting, our tongues must be fasting, our hands must be fasting, and so forth. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, رُبَّ صَائِمٌ لَيْسَ لَهُ مِنْ صِيَامِهِ إِلَّا الْجُوعِ He said, there are people who fast and get nothing from their fast except hunger. وَرُبَّ قَائِمٌ أَوْ قَائِمٍ لَيْسَ لَهُ مِنْ قِيَامِهِ إِلَّا السَّهَرِ And there are those who pray, يعني قيام الليل, تراويح. But they get nothing from their prayer but a sleepless night. But a sleepless night. Meaning in terms of reward, the value of that worship, the value of that fasting and Qiyamul Layl was not of a, a proper standard such that the only reward they got was that they abstained from food. They got hungry. The only reward he got was that he wasn't asleep. But he got nothing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So first and foremost, we need to take care of our fast. If we do not take care of our fast, it's not going to be of benefit to us. Only in this way will it be a, ground, a training ground for us to reach the level of a taqwa. Secondly, we make this month a month of charity. Ramadan is a month of, of sadaqah, of zakah, of charity. And many of the righteous predecessors would say, Ramadan is only about reading the Quran and secondly, feeding people. It'amu ta'am. It's about feeding others. And we know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ibn Abbas describes him and says he was the most generous of people. But in Ramadan, he was even more generous than throughout the rest of the year. And he then said that the Prophet ﷺ was more generous than a blowing wind. And wherever he went, he took blessings with him. He took goodness with him. He was charitable. He was kind and generous with others. So we make this a month of charity where we try our best to give as much as we can. Whatever we can, even if it's a date, even if it's something very small, but in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's something major. On our scales on the day of Qiyamah, it will be something major, bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. Thirdly, we make this the month of the Qur'an. For Ramadan is shahrul Qur'an. Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. Every Muslim should have a plan, a schedule, how much of the Qur'an? What is my plan with the book of Allah this month? How much am I aiming to recite per day? How much am I aiming to sit and read the translation? To ponder over, to try and understand what is my maker telling me? This is the words of our creator, Allah Azza wa Jal. This is his words that he has given us. And the status of the Qur'an is such that it deserves our attention on a daily basis, especially during the month of the Qur'an. We know from the Sunnah that Jibreel السلام, would review the Qur'an with the Prophet وسلم, once a year. And this is in the month of Ramadan. And the, the, the year that he passed away, they revised it twice. They would come and study the entire Qur'an, the two of them together. So from this we learn that the Sunnah is, in Ramadan, we turn to the Qur'an. We focus our attention to the Book of Allah. We try our best to read as much as we possibly can. To have a portion of the Qur'an that we are dedicated to, that's part of our daily schedule. 
that we do not sleep until we fulfill that part of the of the schedule. And again, it's sunnah, it's recommended to try and finish the Quran at least once in Ramadan. To try and make one khatam of the Quran if possible. For those who are able, those who are fluent enough to recite, this is what is recommended. It's not fard, but it's highly recommended. If we look at the practice of our pious predecessors, the great imams of the past, we will be astonished at how much they would recite of the Quran. Some of them used to recite the Quran in Ramadan every two nights they would finish the Quran. Others, Qatada, Rahimahullah, used to complete the Quran in seven days. This is outside of Ramadan. So he makes a khatam every seven days. When Ramadan came, he would complete it every three days, which is ten ajaza a day. When the last ten days came, he would complete it every night. Every night he would read the whole Quran from cover to cover. This is how much they dedicated themselves to the Quran. We have a few narrations, but to skip some of them, Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, is somebody that we've all are, we all are familiar with. Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, used to complete the Quran 60 times in the month of Ramadan. 60 times in the month of Ramadan. One every day, one every night. The entire month was dedicated to the book of Allah. Many of them would stop teaching, stop whatever they did, stop reading other books, other works of fiqh and hadith. It was just the book of Allah. Yes, we will not be able to, most of us will not be able to do this. We have work, we have commitments, we are not as energetic, we are not as fluent as they were, or as pious as they were, but the lesson is to dedicate ourselves to the book of Allah. It's not to do as much as they did, but it is to dedicate ourselves to this book, to, to strive against our nafs, to make an effort, to be tired. It's good to be tired in Ramadan when you're tired because of good things. I'm tired because I stood in Qiyam last night. Not because you must tell others, but it's a good thing. I'm tired because I sat this morning for a bit longer and I read the Quran. Last night I sat a bit longer and I spent more time with the Quran. This is something good. And on the day of Qiyamah, we will see this on our scales, insha'Allah. Whoever does the smallest and ant's weight of goodness, you will see it on the day of Qiyamah. You will see it there on the day of Qiyamah. To end off, I'm skipping a lot of information, but alhamdulillah, Ramadan is the month of, of training. It's a month of tawbah. It's a month where we connect with the book of Allah. Where we become more charitable. Where we, we fast. Where we stand in the night prayers. Whoever stands with the imam until he completes the salah. He prays tarawih, he prays witr with the imam. It's as if he stood the whole night in salah. The reward is you get for standing the whole night in salah. And alhamdulillah, what do we learn? we learn that this is the month of training. This is the month wherein we see our potential. We are people who are able to wake up for Fajr every day. We are people who are able to wake up before Fajr and spend some time in the worship of Allah. We are able to come to the masjid as often as possible. We are able to fast for 30 days straight. Why can we not do this outside of Ramadan? Meaning, 
fast sunnah days. Wake up every day for fajr. Be in the masjid every day. We are able to read the book of Allah on a daily basis. Why is it we cannot do this outside of the month? We are able to stand in the night prayers every night. In taraweeh for 20 raka'at. We listen to sometimes a whole juz of the Quran. Why can we not do this outside of Ramadan? For five minutes at home, ten minutes at home. Standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the month where we train our nafs. This is the month, this is the idea of Ramadan. It's a month where we see our potential. It's a month where Allah has made it easiest to worship. He's shackled the big shaitans. He's kept them away. So there's less disturbances. But it's also to show us our potential. That we need to reset in this month. We need to learn that we are capable of doing these things. We are capable of worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal consistently. With different forms of worship throughout the year inshallah. Even if it's less than Ramadan. And it's supposed to be less. There's no harm in it being less. But consistency is key. This is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in a hadith, أَحَبُّ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ أَدْوَمَهُوَ إِنْ قَلَّهِ He said the most beloved of deeds to Allah are those which are the most consistent. Even if they are very few. Even if they are very small. But this is what Allah loves. And the purpose of Ramadan, of the many purposes of Ramadan is, it teaches us we are able to do things consistently. We are able to be true worshippers of Allah Azza wa Jal that worship Allah on a daily basis with various forms of worship. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to accept from us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this the best Ramadan that we've ever experienced. And to forgive all of our sins for our fasting, for our qiyam, for our recitation of the Quran, for our sadaqat. We ask Allah to accept all of our worship. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.